And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, Regina is experiencing its driest July in 130 years. We have a comprehensive interview with the man at the weather office. Agri-News is brought to you by the REMAX Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth, online at landforsalesask.ca. And McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose the alternative. McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results, online at mcdougallauction.com. The weather office says Regina is experiencing the driest July in 130 years. John Paul Craig at Environment Canada says Regina has had only a trace of moisture this whole month, drier than the 1.5 millimeter record set in 1887. Regina essentially hasn't seen any precipitation for the month of July so far at our station at, at the Environment Canada station at the airport. We're in thunderstorm season, so precipitation can be spread out quite a bit. So certain areas can get quite a bit of precipitation thanks to thunderstorms and other areas will receive none. But in Regina, over the whole month of July, it's very, very rare that that station doesn't see any precipitation at all. Actually, it's more than rare. It, it has never happened happened before and so we're looking like if uh, we finish off July the way that we started it with zero precipitation we're looking like we could beat the record in Regina for the least amount of precipitation in July and the old record is 1.5 millimeters of precipitation for the month of July back in 1887 so we've got records in Regina dating back to 1884 and it looks like without any precipitation, this could be the, the driest July. And, and we're looking at similar situation for Moose Jaw and Swift Current. Again, uh, the more stations you have showing uh, close to zero precipitation, the more you can say that really thunderstorm activity, there wasn't all that much thunderstorm activity across southern Saskatchewan or most of southern Saskatchewan and the dryness has been something that most people have experienced. And I understand since November for Regina, there's only been 100 millimeters or four inches of rain moisture. That's the lowest since 1894. Yes. So if you look at that, the period between November and July, this November-July period, Regina has seen 101.6 millimeters of precipitation at the, the station at the airport. The previous driest uh, November to July period was back in 1894 with 118.6 millimeters of precipitation through that time period. So that would have been from 1893 to 1894, that November to July period. So if we don't get any more precipitation in Regina, it'll be quite a bit drier over that time period than the previous record, as much as 16 millimeters drier. So a very dry November to July period. And it's been a very dry period across most of southern Saskatchewan now. The southeast saw quite a bit of snowfall through December, thanks to Colorado lows moving through the area. But besides the southeast corner of the province, most of southern Saskatchewan didn't see much uh, in terms of snowfall. And that deficit of precipitation can continued through the spring and is now continuing through the summer months as well. What's the key cause of this very dry weather? Well, what we've had is we've had systems passing through central Saskatchewan dropping a lot of precipitation through the north. It's been record-breaking wet up in places like Meadow Lake. But with a track of the, the low, we haven't seen any precipitation through the south. So as low-pressure systems move through central Saskatchewan, most of the precipitation with those low-pressure systems happens to the north of the track of the low. And very little precipitation happens to the south of the track of the low. And we've been seeing that pattern where low-pressure systems 
rains have passed through the center of the province, quite often bringing all that precipitation for the north and no precipitation for the south. The outlook this coming week is for what? It looks like more hot, dry weather? More hot, dry weather, especially in southwestern Saskatchewan, where we continue to forecast above-average temperatures well into August. There is no real indication of a general precipitation through southern Saskatchewan over the next couple of weeks. Now, that could change, but models have been pretty consistent showing dry conditions over over the next couple of weeks through southern Saskatchewan. Really what you'd be looking for now to get any precipitation is our big areas of thunderstorms passing over the area, but there's no real, again, no real indication, at least for the next week, of any uh, big areas of thunderstorms passing across southern Saskatchewan. And, and we're in a situation now where the dry conditions make it harder for thunderstorms to form through southern Saskatchewan, and therefore uh, one of the ways that um, Saskatchewan gets a lot of precipitation through the summer months, thunderstorms, that is being suppressed a little bit because of the lack of moisture in the south, so it's building upon itself, the dryness is building upon itself. John Paul Craig is with Environment Canada, back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And brought to you by Markison, New Holland, east of Regina at Emerald Park. Visit markison.com. There's a wide range of crop conditions in east-central Saskatchewan. The regional crop specialist in Yorkton, Lyndon Hicks, says parts of his region received much-needed moisture late last week. The central region, generally speaking, we're doing all right. We're a lot better than the, the rest of the, or the majority of the other rest of the province. Late last week, there most of the uh, region, you know, received some rain. Lots of it, you know, I heard inched, you know, even a little bit more. So it was welcomed. So right now, I mean, there's always areas that get missed and there is some spots that need a shower. But generally speaking, I think we're pretty fortunate to be in the situation we're in. What kind of yields are you anticipating, average uh, or below or above? Yeah, it's always it's always hard to predict that until it's in the bin, but the cereals even look really good. Like if I was guessing now, average, maybe even slightly above average. The canola is kind of highly variable. Germination and some of the uh, emergence wasn't as good as what people expected, but generally speaking, I would think it'd be probably an average yield, I would guess. So are crops heading right now? Yeah, for sure. The cereal crop, the majority of them have flowered, and it's just the waiting game, I guess, the harvest time. So that rain last week couldn't have come at a, a better time. So yeah, we've been pretty fortunate and we'll see how the rest of the season plays out. When do you expect harvest to get underway on a general basis? Yeah, obviously in you know some parts of the province it's already underway. I would say the East Central, like the Orkin area, would be a good couple weeks away yet before we see any activity. Which crops seem to be doing the best right now? It, it's highly variable, but I would say generally speaking the cereals are the ones that in our region that are in the East Central that are uh, looking the best. Again, it's it, nothing's in the bin yet or anything like that, but I would say the cereals are probably looking a little bit better than the oil seeds and the pulses. The pulses, though, also in a drier year that we've had, the pea crops look fairly decent too, so we'll see. Hot weather this week, is it a concern? Yeah, it's always a little bit of an issue. Some of the canola is still flowering, and at the tail end of the flowering, canola is extremely vulnerable to high temperatures during flowering. So ideally, we would like to not have it, but that rain last week will help out a little bit. And cool nighttime temperatures have maybe uh, helped our canola crops a little bit too. It seems like the evenings are still cooling down, which is extremely important for the canola crops. Lyndon Hicks is the regional crop specialist in Yorkton. Ottawa has extended the public consultation period to develop a new national food policy. 
Federal Agriculture Minister Lawrence McCauley says more than 22,000 Canadians have already completed an online survey launched on May 29th. The program will set a long-term vision for the health, environmental, social and economic goals related to food. He says the comment period has been extended to August 31st. Clinton Monchuk is the Executive Director of Farm and Food Care Saskatchewan. He says the extension is a great move. I think it's great that the, uh, the government is looking at trying to get more Canadians to be involved in this survey and, and I definitely recommend to all your listeners out there that, that they take the opportunity and go online and complete the survey and, and I have done it myself and I think it's a great opportunity to share your views of, of where our food policy should go in the future. So the fact that they've extended it, I, I think it's nothing but a good thing and trying to get as much input as possible. Monjuk says there are many gaps when it comes to food policy and education, but one stands out to him. Consumers need to know factual, science-based information about their food. Um, we see it so many times that uh, some of the either special interest groups or marketing companies, uh, they're misleading in terms of what is viewed as a healthy product or something deemed healthier than something else. Else, and, and that was one of the things that we're trying to get across to consumers as best as possible. When you go to the grocery store, all the food that you're consuming there is healthy because we have such a stringent um, regulatory regime that makes sure that everything in that store is, is safe to eat and consume. And, and uh, I think Canadians and, and our consumers need to realize that when they go into the store, they're, they're purchasing high-quality, safe food. He adds the public has to be wary of the labeling on foods today. I just was on a flight uh, the other day and I heard somebody saying that um, they were they were giving a, a child in the row beside them some candy and they said, oh, it's, it's healthy candy because it's organic. And I said, well, you know what, all, all the candy you produce, there's going to be a high sugar content in it. It, it wouldn't matter if it's organic or conventional. And, and I think these are some of the misnomers that you get with some of the marketing that it's perceived as better than one when in fact it's not. If you purchase um, organic or conventional products at the grocery store, they're both going to have the same nutritional value. And, and that's one of the things that we want to make sure consumers understand when they're making their purchasing habits. Not to say that you shouldn't purchase one or the other. It's your own choice at the end of the day, but making sure you understand the nutritional factors in both are, first of all, the same, and second of all, they're both healthy products. Munchuk says producers have already been playing a big role in fulfilling what the government wants to achieve with a new policy. There are a lot of different aspects within the survey that talk about health of the animals or the environment of the soil and water. And I think our farmers and ranchers are already playing an absolutely excellent role in uh, producing, for example, beef with less uh, emissions. We're, we're producing grains and oil seeds with less soil erosion. Um, all these things that are factors that lead to some of what the government's trying to do with, with uh, less emissions, uh, uh, more carbon sinks, things like that, that are definitely beneficial to our environment. And I think farmers need to be proud of what we've done and make comments to make sure Canadians understand that we're doing these measures and we're doing it in a sustainable way. Clinton Monchuk is the Executive Director of Farm and Food Care Saskatchewan. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson Hall is Wealth. 
Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola gained $2 at $460.10. Oats rose $485 at $167.75. Number one red spring wheat increased $589 at $265.50. The rest were unchanged. Durham $292.78. Feed barley $145.03. Flax $414.25. Yellow peas $287. Feed wheat one forty one ninety nine. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, September wheat is up five cents at seven twenty two and a half cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn livestock auctions. Call Assiniboia six four two fifty three fifty eight or Weyburn eight four two forty five seventy four. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for Wednesday, July the 26th, with 700 total head for today, 475 cows and bulls here. They're selling under pressure to at least 5 cents lower when compared to our last sale, which was on July the 12th. D1, D2 cows, 90 to a dollar, sales to 103, 104. D3 cows, 72 to 85. The cows are averaging 91 cents. Good bulls, 115 to 125, sales to 127. The bulls are averaging 120. Still busy selling cows and bulls here when I aired my report, so I have no feeder prices today. No sale next week, but our next sale will be Wednesday, August the 9th. I guess that's it for this week, short and sweet. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,000 hogs Tuesday, selling at a range of $190 to $201 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,000 heads, selling a range of $189 to $200 per CKG. Number one sows delivered to Winnipeg this week are selling the range of $137.79 to $146.61 per CKG live weight. Ham's marketing cash hog price today is down and forward contract prices opened up this morning. U.S. cash prices are called to open lower again this morning, following the same trend that started about 10 days ago. Packers have cut their bids for hogs by about 5% over this time frame with this recent weakness following the wholesale park market trend. Over the course of the next four months, hog numbers are expected to grow close to 15%, which will put pressure on wholesale pork prices. However, pork belly prices remain the wild card as they continue to hover near all-time record highs, with demand still outpacing supply by a significant margin. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. The official 620 CKRM Farm Weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland, working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eaves Troughs, specializing in 6-inch Eaves Troughs for farm buildings and shops. Online at prairieeavestrough.ca. The 620 CKRM Farm Weather forecast for today, sunny skies, the high 29, the low 14. Tomorrow, sunny, wind southeast 20, the high 32, the low 17. Friday, sunny, the high 31, the low 15. Saturday, sunny, the high 30, the low 15. Sunday, sunny skies, the high 33, the low 14. Monday, sunny with a high forecast of 29, the low 14. Tuesday, sunny, the high near 29. The normal high is 26, the normal low is 11 degrees. The sun rose at 518 this morning, it sets at 8.52 p.m. Around the province this hour, Estevan is 25, Saskatoon 24, Swift Current 26, Weyburn and Yorkton both 25. In Regina, cloudy and 24, that's 75 Fahrenheit, winds are from the north at 7. Humidity is 42%, barometer 102.1, it's falling. 
Moose Jaw, partly cloudy, 26, wind southwest at 8. Once again, Regina, cloudy and 24, that's 75 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.